Welcome to RBC's Markets in Motion podcast, recorded March 4th, 2022. I'm Lori Calvacina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. This week in the podcast, we run through the takeaways from our latest Macroscope report, which is our big monthly chart book in which we update our thoughts on the U.S. equity market from both a top-down and bottom-up perspective. We look at the S&P 500, stocks versus bonds, U.S. versus non-U.S., growth versus value, sectors, small caps, industries, and factors. We know all eyes are focused on Russia and Ukraine right now, but thought it was still important to pause and reflect on where things stand at this particular moment in time. Three big things you need to know. First, we continue to see a path for the S&P 500 to our 2022 year-end price target of 50-50, but we do remain mindful of risks to our view. Second, we're getting closer to an inflection back to growth leadership. And third, small cap outperformance versus large cap since early February seems deserved, but we suspect it will be short-lived. If you'd like to hear more, here's another six minutes. While you're waiting, a quick reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple and other platforms. Now the details. Takeaway number one, we continue to see a path for the S&P 500 to our 2022 year-end price target of 50-50, but do remain mindful of risks to our view. We've talked a lot about why we think the Russian invasion is similar to the growth shocks of 2010, 2011, 2015, 2016, and 2018. If we assume that the S&P falls 17.3% from peak to trough and hits about 39.67, the average of those drawdowns in percentage terms, and then sees its typical rebound of 27.8% over the next 10 months, you get to 50.70 on the S&P 500 at the end of the year. That's how the math works. We've also updated our year-end target analysis, in which we take 15 different economic sentiment valuation and cross-asset models to come up with a target for year-end for the S&P 500. 5,043 is still the median of the different scenarios that we looked at. We've talked a lot in recent weeks as well about how we think a lot of the pain from inflation and the Fed has already been priced into the market. We've already seen the typical P.E. contraction that we tend to see in hiking cycles, and bears in the AAII survey have been so dominant lately, it's actually sending a strong contrarian buy signal for the market on a 12-month view. There's been no change in our thinking on those issues. Updating our chart book this month, though, reminds us about other pillars of support in place for equities, things like strong corporate balance sheets with high cash balances, receding debt levels, buyback and dividend activity that's on the rise, and stable earnings growth forecasts. We've seen the implied growth rate on 1Q 2022 come down from 6% to 5% recently, but full-year 2022 EPS is still holding steady on the bottom-up consensus stats at 225. In terms of the economy, consensus GDP forecasts are still well above trend. U.S. economic surprises are back in positive territory, and the high-frequency indicators we track still point to healthy consumer behavior and somewhat less intense supply chain problems. The resiliencies we're currently seeing in the economic and earnings outlook could clearly change, and we'll be nimble with our forecasts if they do. The risks have clearly grown, but so far haven't eclipsed our base case. Moving on to takeaway number two, the style trade. We think we're getting closer to an inflection back to growth leadership. Value has been beating growth since November, but over the past few weeks, it actually looks like growth is trying to stabilize. Our call since last August has been that value would lead early in 2022, with growth leadership emerging later in the year. Everyone we talk to wants to know what we're watching that will help identify the pivot back to growth. When we look across all of our indicators, we find a number are favoring value less or are starting to move back towards growth's favor. 
Let's look at these one by one. On the Fed, liftoff later this month is an important mile marker. Value tends to lead before hikes, with growth leadership taking back over during the hiking cycle. On valuations, these still technically favor value, but much less so. The growth value relative PE has narrowed to pre-pandemic levels. Growth is also looking undervalued versus value on median cash flow and normalized PE multiples. At the sector level, tech has moved back down to neutral on our sector valuation model. On positioning, growth is starting to look oversold on CFTC's NASDAQ futures positioning data. On earnings, the rate of upward revisions no longer favors value. Growth has improved as tech has moved up to number two in the sector rankings, lagging only energy. On geopolitics, the dollar is strengthening and the U.S. is outperforming non-U.S. equities. When the U.S. equity market outperforms rest of world, that does typically help growth outperform value as well. And on the economy, above average GDP growth is still the current expectation for 2022 if you look at the consensus stats, and that favors the value trade for now as value typically outperforms in a hot economy. But one risk we see is that the Fed and geopolitics will cause GDP to moderate and get closer to average sooner than most expect. If that happens, it's actually good news for the growth trade because growth tends to outperform when GDP is running below trend. I'll wrap up with takeaway number three. Small cap outperformance versus large cap since early February seems deserved, but we think it will be short-lived. Here's why we think small caps have been behaving a bit better than large caps lately and may see that resilience last a little bit longer. Earnings sentiment no longer strongly favors large caps. In our last few updates, small cap earnings revision trends, the rate of revisions to the upside, has basically been on par with that of large caps. Previously, large caps were really dominating here. Additionally, sentiment on mega caps is starting to slip. The percent of ratings that are buys among sell-side analysts has started to fall for mega cap companies, but it's actually still inching up for small cap companies. Meanwhile, small caps look oversold. Russell 2000 futures positioning among asset managers has been in net short territory for three weeks in a row, and it's starting to approach 2019 and 2020 lows. Importantly, the valuation froth has also been removed from small caps. The forward P.E. for the Russell 2000 has fallen back down to 15.4 times as of the end of February. That's down from a peak of 21 times and a return to the long-term average. Now, all of that is clearly good news for small caps, and we think it's been helping performance recently. But here's why we're skeptical any sustained bout of small cap leadership will end up lasting. The economy in particular seems poised to cool off. Small caps tend to outperform when GDP is running above trend, but tend to underperform when GDP is tracking below trend. The Fed is another concern. Small caps typically experience a major peak in performance relative to large caps during Fed hiking and tightening cycles, which is about to start. Meanwhile, small cap money flows have gotten off to a weaker start to the year than large cap. Importantly, high yield spreads are also starting to widen, which is usually accompanied by a major turning point in the small large relative performance trade. And finally, quality also matters. Small caps do tend to rank lower than large caps on key quantitative metrics that are viewed as a signal of quality like ROE and leverage. When uncertainty rises, as is the case today, investors tend to gravitate towards higher quality names, which also tend to outperform over time. That's all for now. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check out our sister podcast, RBC's Industries in Motion, for thoughts on specific sectors from RBC's team of industry analysts. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation, and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives. Music